Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. And who is playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he, him pronouns. And I'm playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he, him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name's Bianca Phipps. I use they, them pronouns. And I'm playing Hart, who also uses they, them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he, him pronouns, and I play Rain Hallwinter, who uses she, her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your void master this evening, and I use they, them pronouns. Now, before we dive into the action, let's check in with one of our favorite characters and discuss what happened last time. Last time on The Pod Has Been Cast. We debriefed the Galactic Council meeting with Hestia and learn more about how the Void has changed in the wake of Antithesis's destructive influence. She directed us to the docks to welcome an incoming caravan of sorely missed old crewmates, and after flexing my political muscle for a group of arriving Gith refugees, some long overdue reunions were had with Captain Cass and a glown-up Red Ridge. Then we were brought down to where they've been quarantining the Star Corsair, with Orion trapped inside, cut off from any access to outside networks and tech. He was in bad shape. We weren't quite sure what to say to him, or if we could trust him or help him in some way. But Hart and Hestia performed a miracle and cleansed his system of antithesis. At the cost of a hard reset. Time now to catch an old Voidfarer back up to speed. Welcome to the Orion Starcross Experience. You see all the lights and the shifts, uh, ships start poof, 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 turning on, uh, systems start like re-energizing. Um, Orion looks crisper and cleaner than ever before. Um, and he turns to you all and says, uh, tickets, please. You are currently in a restricted area. Mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, Orion, it's us. I do not have us on the passenger roster today, but I am happy to greet you on this journey. We're going to be blasting off to sections of the void hitherto unexplored. Come along with me, Voidfarers. I... Oh, Ryan, you, you don't remember anything that just happened? My systems indicate I just experienced a full system reboot. Hmm. Well, I look at Hestia uh, and I say, is there any way to restore his memories without reinserting the corruption? Hestia's looking at the pad and looking at you and just says, extraordinary. Thank you. I have to go take a look at this. And uh, Hestia walks off. Well, (laughs) (laughs) bye. I'm going to take that as a no. I'm going to take that as a no. Um, Do I still have my Boost Mobile flip phone? Or is that considered Uh, high tech (laughs) that I needed to get cleaned? (laughs) And um, also one more thing for me, Hart. Go ahead and make a religion check real quick. (gasps) Okay. Power of the Lord. Ooh, 21. Oh, excellent. Hart, you have gained, and go ahead and mark this somewhere on your character sheet, an additional use of your channel divinity. (gasps) Um, You can now use your channel divinity to cleanse a system. Sick. Sick. Nice. Hell yeah. Nice job, Hart. 
Thanks, you guys. Um, That's wow, it's so exciting. Um, do I get a little badge? How do, um, probably not. I don't think that's... I'll, I'll make you, you a, badge. a badge. I make I make Art a little badge out of some, like, bottle caps. And I'm, I give it to you with my, my uh, magical tinkering. And it does, like, it, like, spins every time you, like, say, I don't know. I'm Art. <laughs> and I'm going to give you an inspiration point. Oh, this thanks. I'll write it down. <laughs> so, yeah, Heart, this will work essentially the same way as the spell Lesser Restoration, um, nice. just for uh, computers and objects instead of uh, people and things like that. Um, you can use it much the same way, and it is linked to how many times you're able to do uh, Channel Divinity. <gasps> thanks, Jules. Hey, thank God I was here. Amen. <laughs> Gay men. Um, All right. So, um, Orion um, sort of like, you know, presses you again. Again, I have to remind you, you are currently in a restricted area. Um, give us a minute, if we may. Uh, and I'm going to turn to my friends and say, um, I think we should call Captain Cass. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a really, really good idea. idea. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wow! We are we in are... sync today. Yeah. That was the cleanest intro we've ever done. And now yeah. it's the bacon in unison. Wait, Hart, what intro are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> and then Hart looks directly at the camera. <laughs> oh no, Hart's our Deadpool. Hart's our Deadpool. Hart's oh, no. Deadpool. Um, uh, Rain, is there is there any way for you to be able to tell if Orion is tethered to some sort of greater AI database or if he's still got his independence? Yeah, I mean, I, I probably could do a, a really quick, like, system check. It, it shouldn't take me too long. And Jules, would I be able to use my detect magic to... Um, you could probably just do an investigation check. This cool. is just, you're simply looking at hardware. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, 21. Nice. Uh, yeah, um, as you're doing this, Orion, like, sort of keeps saying to you, uh, you are not authorized to perform these actions. I'm going to have to alert the system administrator. Um, but you see that, um, Orion is still very much an unshackled AI. There's no connection to the confluence or anything like that. Um, but there's no, like, uh, a sense of corruption. Like, this, uh, system is com completely been like sort of factory reset. It's completely fresh. And I have a feeling that the system administrator uh, no longer exists. So um, yeah, there is like, this is not registered to anyone. The ship is like completely blank. Empty yeah. threats, Orion, empty threats. <laughs> Look, y'all, it looks like we might need to catch this old void fair up on a few things. And I think it's a good idea. Maybe the best way to speed that process up would be to bring Cass down here. Affirmative. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. I will make a call. Beep, sure. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, beep. You make a call to Cass. Uh, Cass is going to come down to the private dock. As you are waiting for uh, Cass um, outside in the lab area, you see um, Hestia and her uh, c cronies are sort <laughs> nice. of poking around <laughs> in <Interns>. tablet. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, her interns, <laughs> just team of nerds, are uh, poking <laughs> around that uh, tablet that uh, caught that sliver of antithesis in. And as you all are like coming out, waiting for Cass to appear, um, Hestia will walk over to you, Hart. I've asked you to do this before, and I was denied. Now I am no longer asking. I need to see your crystal. Will you have to remove it? No, I would kill you if I removed it. 
I would not like that. Although, if it becomes necessary, I suppose we can have a conversation. <laughs> Damn, so you were sorry. doing so good. I was all being on the same side for a second there. Sure felt good, didn't it? Really yeah, nice. just for a and second. And my heart is like trying to process like, did she just offer to like assisted suicide me? But I don't really know that Hart has like a frame of reference for that. Um, but Hart just says, yes, I suppose it will be a conversation if we find it necessary. What is the process for examining my memory crystal? This, um, she like sort of holds out her wand over at your memory crystal and you see like a flash come out of the end of it. Oh, all right. <laughs> well. <laughs> it's happening. I'm getting a checkup. Norton antivirus. Uh, go ahead and give me, um, are you trying to resist this at all? Um, no, I don't okay. think so. Cool. Um, I also think it's happening really fast and so I don't Yeah, even... I mean, she just sort of, yeah, yeah, goes at it. Yeah. Interesting. It seems you have the ability to cleanse antithesis from systems. Is there a particular reason as to why? It has something to do with whatever you picked up inside of the confluence. That, and your code seems to have been rewritten specifically to receive this information. I, Hart hmm. remembers the very brief conversation where a disembodied voice that I believe to be Thesis um, told me about a conversation we had when they when they snapped my memory crystal in half. Um, so I don't think this comes as a surprise to them. And so they nod um, and say, yes, I believe so. If I had some way to replicate you, perhaps it could be of some use. But otherwise, it seems this ability is tied directly to you. It is possible, I believe, and you of course will tell me if I am wrong, to develop this ability in other Voidforged. I am not sure exactly what happened to my code, but if such a thing can be replicated, it is a theory, yes, that a piece of thesis went into every Voidforged when it was deleted? Unfortunately, your brethren seem to be flocking to the other side. Affirmative. That disappoints me, but does not surprise me. Very well. I will bring this before the council and see if we can come up with another countermeasure. A way to use this power, or at least to duplicate it. Until then, Hart, you just became the most useful asset we have. Thank you. Do I receive another badge? <laughs> and then I spin my little... <laughs> <laughs> I want you all off the tree by tomorrow. You have no use to anyone here. I have a lot of work to do. And uh, she turns and she walks back towards, like, the lab area. It is strangely comforting that some things have not changed. Yeah. Off the tree by tomorrow? That seems a little quick, doesn't it? I mean, we just woke up. Affirmative. Yeah. But she is correct, I believe. There is not much for us to do here. And we do have a lot of work that we need to do, so it probably would be best for us to get started right away. Yeah. A short amount of time passes, and Cassiopeia um, appears on the private dock. Um, it seems like uh, Cassiopeia also has clearance to be down here as well and um, approaches the group. Cass, Captain. Um, just want to give you a, a heads up. Does Cass see Orion, or is are we able to like meet her outside the ship? I'll say that you all are outside the ship. Okay. I want to mentally prepare you for what you're about to see. So um, Orion is a little different. Um, we were able to treat him 
Um, but it basically meant that we had to do a factory reset. Um, and he's pretty much lost all of his memory. So I just wanted to let you know that that's what you're going to see when you go in there. But we figured you'd be the best person to sort of walk him through what he's missed. Uh, she just sort of like nods and like walks past you towards the ship. He's still part of the crew, Cass. We'll see about that. Oh, shit. We, um, should, follow, we should follow her. <laughs> okay, cool. You follow? Yeah. 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 Let's go with it. Yeah, she goes on board, and Orion appears immediately and sort of gives her the same um, spiel, asks for a ticket, and, um, you know, sort of says, like, uh, a voyage will start soon. Uh, Casta sort of looks him up and down and, like, sort of walks past towards his AI core. If you require assistance, we will help. Um, she heads down there and sort of, like, looks around things. Um, it's sort of ignoring him, like, kind of, like, talking, saying much the same thing. Like, you're not supposed to be down here, restricted access. Um, and um, she sort of, like, types something in, and you see, like, a in-port, like, uh, a, a, like, a port appears, and she, like, sort of sticks a drive into it, and um, you hear everything sort of, like, <clears throat> um, and um, Ryan says, system administrator recognized. Mm. Um, and she unplugs it, uh, and she's like, well, that should give us some control at least. But mm. you're right. It looks like he's gone. And you um, see, like, a little tear, like, sort of in the corner of Cass's eye. I go, hey, hey, he, he's not gone. He's not gone. It's just, um, we're just going to have to start from scratch. That's all. And, and he'll be the same old Orion over time. Apparently the same old Orion was infected with a killer virus. Yeah, but you don't want to be spending time with someone who's been manipulating you your whole life. You know, you want to spend time with... With this guy, and I point over, and he's like scolding heart. <laughs> uh, I I I'll tell her. Uh, uh, he did speak fondly of you before we had to reset him. If that is any consolation. Uh, roll persuasion, heart with a disadvantage. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's a nat one, so I don't think it's gonna get worse than that. <laughs> um. Yeah, she sort of says, um, thank you for trying hard, but this ain't my ship anymore. I'm headed down to base, so I think y'all should come with me. There are a lot of people there that want to talk to you. Affirmative. Damn. All right. I wish there was some way. Maybe I could, I want to talk to Dr. Jovar. Maybe he might be able to help me out. I wish there was some way now that, uh, Orion was clean, that we could bring him with us, like in my watch or in Xandar's glasses or something like that. And we can slowly teach him along the way. Sure, yeah, yeah. You talk to Dr. Jovar, um, he will say that as far as um, Hesti is concerned, now that this system is sort of clear, she's not super interested in the Corsair anymore. Uh, she kind of got mm. like what she wanted out of this experience. So like whatever happens to the Corsair, or Orion beyond this isn't really of her concern. Um, but he will say that um, Orion is now extremely valuable, even in his current state, which is like little more than like kind of a, uh, like a tour guide essentially is like sort of like what his um, operating system is meant to be, um, is a uh, full and active AI that is not connected to any sort of corrupted system, which is rare in the void right now. So were he able to learn 
how to do other things, he could be extremely valuable, but it might be difficult to get him to deviate from his programming, which is basically entertainment. Honestly, I'm okay with that. I I think like what's important is that deep down, I know that that fatherly love is in there somewhere. And and I would really like to sort of redeem him and, and, and maybe make a copy of him. And then we can like connect the memory that we gathered with our copy to the original core. And if he, if he even knows half the shit that Oran knew on the show, then, I mean, he'd be a pretty valuable travel companion and member of a Void Farron crew. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a badass, right, Rain? Yeah, he was super <laughs> cool. <laughs> Affirmative. I do think we should ask Captain Cass if she would be okay. I am not sure how grief works, but I would feel more comfortable if we told her beforehand. Yeah, that's wise. And honestly, if if she's uncomfortable with it, we can sort of, you know, rig, I mean, I don't even know if this is possible to bring Orion with us, but if it was possible, we might even be able to, like, rig it in a way so that he's not just, like, popping out in front of Cass. You know what I mean? Like, we might have some sort of, like, control over his presence um, in front of her so we can just kind of, like, keep that, you know, safe for her. Affirmative. And- Jules, who is the Star Corsair registered to now then if nobody is interested in it? <laughs> um, well, so what Castus did was register it back to herself, mostly just to stop him sort of like repeating that you're not supposed to be in that area I and see. like asking you for tickets and things like that. Okay. Um, but she did indicate that she's not interested in the ship anymore. All right. Well, it should at least stay tied to her for now until we figure out our next move. But yeah. Affirmative. Perhaps the caravan could use another ship. Mm-hmm. That's right, yeah. It's a good ship. It has nice gotten ship. us through many scrapes. Yeah, mm-hmm. good memories on that thing. Good times. <laughs> and then there's like a brief montage of us just eating frozen pizza. <laughs> and Father Maiton is there. Yeah, I was like, like directly past Father Maiton. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah. And then he throws up. <laughs> Uh, I hope he's alive. Hmm, interesting. Um, <laughs> uh, Cass but- indicates that she and some of your other allies are meeting down in the root system. Heart, it sounds like she's indicating that they are meeting in your building, actually. <gasps> Yay! I'm glad that my building got some use out of uh, out of all of, all of that, you know? Good to I know. I wonder if that big old void forge is still there. <gasps> Sight! Mm. Let's go! Wink, 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 wink. Those are my wheels. <laughs> Good wheel noises. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was gorgeous. You head down the... Um, gorgeous. Gorgeous. So gorgeous. Uh, you head down the tree. Um, down to the uh, root level. Um, I am frantically trying to find the name of your old club heart. Do you have it? Do you know? Oh, my God. How many notebooks ago was that? How exactly. many notebooks? Carlos kept it was it highlight with a Y. There it is. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you see, like, now as you, like, go down there, you're sort of walking through the root system. Y'all haven't been down here yet. And it looks kind of sketch now. Like, there's a lot more graffiti in places. You see people, like, sort of, like, um, uh, uh, huddled around... Um, just like in shadows, just sort of whispering to each other as they see you appear, they kind of scatter off. Uh, you even, um, everyone roll me a perception check. 
Eight. 22. And I got a 10. Yeah, Hart, you even catch glimpses of these root wardens as you're down there. Uh, You never saw them out in these like common areas before, but now as you're walking through, you catch glimpses of them like through the roots, like off in the distance, sort of like watching their eyes like glowing ever so slightly. And as you make eye contact with them, they sort of fade from view back into the roots. Um, But in general, this just seems a little bit more like the Wild West down here as you approach the old club. The, uh, the root wardens are probably too far and too fast for me to see if any of them are the one that we met down in the roots proper. Um, it could be hard to tell. Uh, roll me a straight up luck check. All right. Oh, not 20! <laughs> Show me my Do friends. Do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> Do you? <Holy> <laughs> Now, the one that you met did die, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. How lucky. Do you <laughs> I feel see one of them like that, that that is like a little bit closer to you, just sort of like watching you from above, does appear to be like burned slightly. Um, I wave. Uh just to see if it if it if it does anything. Yeah, you wave and it hisses at you. Yeah, that's, that tracks. Okay. Well, it was worth a shot. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm yeah. glad to see it. <laughs> it fades into the darkness. <laughs> uh, to the club. Um, before you is highlight, you see um, Facek guards standing outside of it. Oh, we have security clearance. I'm going to uh, wheelie yep. on up. VIP, yeah, you do, baby. baby. Did wave you through. Sweet. Um, hey, are they up? wearing name tags? Um, nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's go. Inside. (laughs) (laughs) One of them is named Bill. The other one's name is Ted. Uh, They wave you through. Excellent. And they say righteous. You enter the abandoned <laughs> club. Uh, you see, it is, uh, this place was already looked in disrepair. It hasn't gotten much better. But you see, like, uh, people have moved a few tables in. It looks like the bar is now, like, slightly operational. But this seems to be sort of like a mobile command center that um, the council is using down here in the root system. So you see a couple other FASEC guards at a table. Um, but you also see um, at a larger table in the middle of the room... Uh, a few of your allies. You'll see um, Red Reggie there. You'll see Cassandra Cross. Whoa. Um, She got out of jail. (laughs) (laughs) You'll see sort of like on the opposite side of the table, um, Durgan Candon, (gasps) who seems to be just sort of like shuffling some cards. Um, You can tell that like Durgan definitely has like a new robotic hand that's like slightly larger than the one he had before. Um... And I believe that is who you see down here. I don't think I've forgotten anyone. Is that? Oh, oh. Donnie. Donnie will also be down here as well. Um, Donnie's not really sitting with them. Donnie's sort of like kind of leaned up against the bar, um, typing away on like a laptop. Um, sees you come in and he uh, closes it and like walks over. Hello, Donnie. Hey, how'd everything go with the ship? Good. Sort of. We were able to clean Orion of his antithesis corruption, but it seemed to have sparked a factory reset, and he forgot all about us. Impressive. I bet Hestia was pleased. She was. Yeah. She didn't give me a badge, but she was impressed. Yeah, they don't really hand out badges down here. I do, and I I spin the... (laughs) 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 You deserve a badge. 
Yeah, Donnie, you want a badge? For what? Badge, badge, badge. All right, I'll give you a badge. All right, I make the badge. (laughs) What is the badge for? It says Lil Donnie. Best boy. Best boy. A roll persuasion with disadvantage brain. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go. Wear the badge. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. I got a 12. Okay, he's going to try to resist. Come on, resist my my charms. Um, He just sort of like kind of politely smiles and says, I'm not a kid anymore, Rain. Can't get you anything to drink. Negative. I do not drink. All right. Yeah. I'm, um, and I'm, he kind of walks over to the table. Um, is the Void Forge there? The Void Forge is not there. Sight <gasps> is gone. Sight is gone. What happened? Who, who, do, you, who do you ask that I to? say that, I think, just out I loud. Do, I, I don't know, Hart. <laughs> I don't know. I was with you the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I think like uh, we had this conversation with Donnie, and he's like, I'm not a kid anymore, which, fair, fine. And then Hart, like, looks up, and he's... And, and sight is gone, and I think they they just say out loud, "What happened? What happened?" And then um, we'll wheelie over to the table uh, and and ask the question again to the people who are there. Yeah, uh, Cass takes a seat next to uh, Red Reggie. Um, Cassandra sort of leans forward. What happened with what, love? It's so good to see you all again. You as well. I am glad you are unharmed. Oh, uh, not completely unharmed. Uh, uh, did she have any obvious injuries? Did I just like totally make a social blunder? She's like missing an arm. No, uh, she sort of actually gestures to a point in her neck where you see that there's appears to be like a little lump under her skin that is like glowing ever so slightly. Oh, cancer. That's what uh, I was thinking. I thought I was laughing because I was imagining you were like, yeah, she's got just like a little entire spear in her neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rain, give me a, uh, let's call this a history check. Okay. Oh, that's just an eight. Um, you're not sure what that is, but you think it is a piece of tech that has been sort of like installed in her. Mm, maybe she's a cyborg. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, uh, she points to her neck, um, and I say, um, I am sorry we were not there to help you. Um, Durgan sort of, like, sets his cards down on the table. Nothing you can do. Me and the lovely Miss Cross have turned over estate's evidence. We are working with the good guys now, and we are ever so happy about it. You see a similar, like, sort of, um, tag has been implanted in, uh, Durgan as well. I start to look around, Whoa. worried for a minute that we're stuck in another like loop uh, <laughs> in the confluence. Yeah, that I'm makes like, sense. Actually, so, yeah, we have not addressed that specific <laughs> Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh fuck! <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay, you're able to pull yourself out of it, uh, but you all do have these just like random trace memories of things that never happened. And sometimes if you allow yourself to linger in those moments too long, it becomes a bit overwhelming. It's like my deja vu has deja vu. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like to uh, uh, pour two drink, two shots of whatever liquor is at the bar and walk one over to Durgan and sort of put down a shot in front of him and say, uh, to us being all squared up, 
<laughs> Roll for persuasion. <laughs> Flat, though. No disadvantage. Nice. I did get a dirty 20. That's my best cooking friend. (laughs) (laughs) He um, sort of grins. You see like a couple of his like metal teeth as he does. Um, He takes the shot. He downs it with you. You know, we'll never be even, Xandar, because we just can't get enough of each other. Hmm. Well, Well, I'll at least take us working on the same side for a while. Yes, and then doing so completely willingly. Uh, yeah, it was weird how you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing subtext. Oh, what Durgan means is uh, the two of us had no choice but to cooperate. See, if we don't, these little um, tags inside of our neck will blow us up. Whoa. That's terrible. They will not blow us up. Just a, a debilitating electrical shock. Oh. And who is responsible for this? Facek? Um, Donnie says Facek by way of Hestia just a way to ensure that they cooperate. They are prisoners, after all. Well, we'll put in a good word and yeah. see if we can't do something. They've already been quite helpful. Great. Yeah, as long as no one's, you know, fucking around and betraying people while we're out there, then we shouldn't have any problems. A Red Reggie burps loudly nice. and says, Red Reggie doesn't have any fucking tags because Red Reggie knows when to fold them. Red Reggie doesn't have any tags because Red Reggie's a fucking square. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Rain. I do miss our banter. The Red Reggie has completely moved I on. I go, I, in the middle of him talking, I go to get a purple nurple. At the oh, my bar. God. Red Reggie just high-roaded you so hard. Wow. He's come You're trying so to give Red far. Reggie a purple nurple? Is that what's happening? No. Oh, you're drinking a I'm purple dr- nurple. I go to get a drink. <laughs> okay, okay. In the middle of him talking, I go to get a drink. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Cass... Cast Cross, or Captain Cass is there too, right? Yeah, both Casses. Um, oh, well, it's the table. Um, what happened to the Void Forge that was here? Sight. Uh, there wasn't a Void Forge here when we moved in. Mm. When, when did you move in? Uh, it was Hestia that discovered that you had a title for this place and decided to take it over as sort of a mission control down here in the roots. Affirmative. I am glad it was of use to you. But the Voidforged was not here when you arrived? I I didn't see one. Uh, The rest of them shrug. Uh, Donnie sort of looks away. Uh, I catch that. Um, (laughs) But I'm going to file that for (laughs) later when we're not in front of a room full of people. Yeah. Um, But I'll write down, Donnie knows something. (laughs) And I hope I remember Mm. what that means. I hope Hestia scrubbed this place pretty good before moving y'all in here. Y'all do know this building did come to heart by way of Zeke Harper. Um, Hestia was very careful. Um, so, uh, Cassandra was sort of leaning. So what's the plan? Well, I suppose that's for us to decide. Hestia did mention that she would not give us an assignment. What have you been focusing on? I haven't been doing anything. They just had me sitting down here, singing like a pretty little bird. Hmm. Well, well, the way I, I look at it, we've yeah. got the gobbler in front of us, which would mm-hmm. appease a fellow council member. Or there is another member of our crew still out there somewhere who hasn't checked in in a while. And I kind of look at the rest of the group. Shale, uh, I'm, I'm, CatCP will say, you mean Shale. Yeah, Shale went I to do. investigate the gobbler. But 
Oh. We haven't heard back from him. Oh, well, uh, I know I might be a little biased, but uh, two birds, one stone. Yeah, two birds, one stone person. Am I right? That was was the joke. I was. Good Lord. Two birds. (laughs) With that, we'll walk into the bar and sort of set down some files on the same table and say, let's get started, shall we? Um, she presses a couple of buttons and you see a, a map of the galaxy sort of appears on the table in three-dimensional space. And it sort of highlights the different locations in the galaxy where there are currently conflicts. Um, she sits down and says, there's no shortage of things to be done. What we need to decide is what is doable with expending as few resources as possible. Hmm. Affirmative. Currently, yes, Mr. Radnax, the Gobbler and a number of operatives looking for the Gobbler have gone missing in the creature's system. That is of concern to the dwarves, and we need the dwarves if we are going to win this war. However, it is only one ship, as powerful as it is. There may be other things worth your time. Well, what else are you considering? Dungeon One. Hal has set a base of operations there, and I have reason to suspect that is where their supply of these warforged are coming from. A combination of Dr. Lovehand and, of course, Rain, your father. Yeah, my, uh, I didn't know what happened to him after these four years, but, um, my dad is actually currently stationed, or four years ago was currently stationed at Dungeon One. Is he if the danger? intel we have can be relied upon, both of your parents seem to be assisting the other side. Whoa. Whoa. No. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, look, it seems like we're in a tough spot, but the fact of the matter is that I really think that um, Shale needs our help. I think, I think my mom has been able to hold her own for a little while, um, at least these four years, so... You know, maybe, maybe she'll be able to figure things out while we go take care of Shale. Uh, Cassandra speaks up. Uh, what about the sphere, love? And um, Hestia says, correct. The sphere. The one you were supposed to track down before your little nap. Right. We know its last known location was Hobgoblin in the heart system. We also know the other side is interested in obtaining this sphere and finishing the Canon of Annihilation. Yeah, it would seem that if that does fall into their hands, it would be check and mate. Yeah, that's a good point. And then there's the matter of the dragon. This You've seen it. void dragon seems to be consuming Antithesis's processes. When we see this entity enter a system, that is one of the queries it searches for information regarding a void dragon. I suggest Dracona as a place to begin researching what exactly it is we're dealing with and why this system, this virus, is so preoccupied with it. Hestia, my memory's a little hazy, but can you remind me, would we be able to use the Zodiac Gates to sort of launch ourselves out there? A fair question. 
The Zodiac gates are still operational. However, if you are to use them to access the human or creature system, they are being closely monitored by HAL agents. And if you use the Gith gate, you may run into Gith Yankee forces. Damn, so... Affirmative. It'll be tough to fast travel. Tough, but necessary. Yeah, I don't think there's another choice. Yeah. If I may... There's also the matter of the Zodayan Abyss. Oh. Um, she indicates, like, a region of the galaxy that is sort of, like, um, set off apart from everything else. Um... She tells you that there is a Zodiac gate um, to be accessed there. And uh, what is known as the um, final gate, this massive uh, Zodiac gate, uh, larger than all of the other ones that has never been activated. Uh, the only other things in that system are a massive black hole and that gate. Uh, but Hestia also thinks that the renegade fleet has been taking refuge there while all this conflict has been going on. Um, and she wonders if the orcs could be persuaded to assist in some way. Wouldn't we, that be something? Yeah. Well, yeah. Of um, course, I cannot reach out to them directly. No, no, and of course we wouldn't ask you to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but they could be a weapon that we could use to our advantage. It would be wise to gather allies. Obviously, you cannot see to all these things yourself, which is why we have assembled a team here. We have three ships amongst you, the Star Corsair, the Second Dibs, and the Decision Maker. You'll need to divvy up tasks and do your best to stay alive. Cool. <laughs> this is out of character, but this is like, <laughs> this is sick as hell, Jules. <laughs> nice. Thank you. <laughs> okay. You're back So in, yes, back you have um, yeah. three ships at your disposal right now um, that you can use to send out on missions. Obviously, you can't do all of these things, but you can send teams out to do these things. And whether or not they're successful is going to be based on uh, DCs and die rolls off screen. Um you can see to any of these things as well. I would recommend, for the sake of this podcast, that you do not split up. Yeah. <laughs> but no. if yeah, that's something sure. that you want to do, <laughs> yeah, that no. is something that we could explore. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. My initial thought, um, and I can say this in character, Hart will say, um, I do not have much battle experience in terms of organized military personnel and missions, but it seems to me that Reaching the Gobbler would reinforce our allyship with the Dwarves, which would assist us with resources and people. And if we are making it our objective to ensure that we are as connected as possible to as many types of people as possible, that will strengthen our proposal for the Orcs. I also yeah. believe it would be important to find Birdie before we did so. Yeah, do we have any intel on any, any idea where Birdie might be, or is it just completely blank? Um, let me roll a check. I think the only person that would have any sort of idea would be Donnie. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to roll, let's see, we can call this Persuasion to see if he at least got Donnie to tell him where he might be going. Okay, cool. And here we go. That was a nine. Donnie gets a plus one to Charisma, so that's going to take us to a 10. Donnie does not have any leads. Okay. Damn. All right. Okay. Well, I think in order of priority, 
finding the orb is probably the most important task, yes. but I don't think we'd want to allocate too much of our force to that if it wound up being a wild goose chase. You know, it's, it seems like yeah. more of a scouting, recon, and exploration type mission as to where the gobbler uh, mission is more boots on the ground. Uh, Cassandra speaks up, and my intel's good. The sphere is on Hobgoblin. I know it for a fact. And I know it's with the Pleasure Company. What is the that Pleasure Company? That sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> uh, you would know this, Xander. Go ahead and roll history with advantage. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. So I rolled two twos and oh. I get a minus one to history. So those are both ones. Xander, the pleasure company does sound cool. Does. <laughs> mm. Mm, that does sound good. Uh, I will ask, um, Cass Cross, what is the pleasure company? Yeah. And also, uh, Rain and heart. Um, yeah. As Xander is pondering the pleasure company, roll an insight check. Okay. Well, I got a nat one, so. Uh, I got a 10. Nice. All right. Um, Rain, you will see Red Reggie sort of tense up when the pleasure company is mentioned. Um, and Cass Cross describes the pleasure company, also known as the Lords of Pleasure, as a um, trafficking company. Uh, they traffic in all sorts of things that uh, one would probably not want to have trafficked. Um, drugs, uh, from, from like drugs to uh, weapons to um, even other creatures. Uh, they are one of the major crime syndicates um, next to the Black Network and HAL in the void. Nasty. Um, where, uh, I'll look at Captain, Captain Cross. Oh, Captain, my captain. Where is Ezekiel? Um, you're asking Cassiopeia? Yeah. I mean, like, the question is for the room, but, like, I look at her. Um, yeah, Hestia will speak up and say, Ezekiel's location is likely either Dungeon One or more likely Homeworld. Thank you. It's just good to know. Gotta keep an eye on those incels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm honestly torn here, y'all, and I might yeah. I might be a little more uh I might be thinking a little more emotionally than I normally would, but my heart wants to go find the gobbler and the rest of our team, but my head wants us to go secure this orb. Yeah. I th there's something in my gut that's telling me that heart needs to head in the direction of Dungeon One simply because of the outpouring of um, Warforged that are coming out of there and with their newfound power we might be able to not only stop that from happening but also like gain allies along the way as well as um, you know save my mom and dad but yeah. um, that that's where my my head is with heart specifically though um, because I do want to save Shale too um Call in now with a number on the bottom of your screen and tell us where we should go. Press one to Press one. save Shale. <laughs> um, uh, I will look at the I will look at the group um, and ask. Uh, well, what do you think? Where would you feel most comfortable being asked to go? Yeah. So polling the team, it sounds like. 
Cass really, uh, Cass and Shell have become quite close, and Cass is very concerned about Shale. Um, so okay. Cass does kind of want to follow up on what happened to Shale. Less interested in the gobbler in general, but more sure. like if you find one, she figures you'll probably find the other. Um, Hestia thinks the sphere is of the utmost import and getting the sphere back to her specifically. Mm. Donnie is inclined to agree with Hestia. Um, mm. I would say Red Reggie doesn't have a huge opinion on any of this. <laughs> but Red Reggie wants to go where the most action is, and our Red Reggie would assume that would be Dungeon 1 would be the biggest fight. Mm-hmm. And I think Durgan would be inclined to agree with Red Reggie. Cassandra, I'm going to roll for Cassandra. Cassandra thought the dragon thing sounded interesting. And um, very few people have been on Dracona. Um, nobody really knows what's there. You're not really allowed generally to land on Dracona. It's a protected um, planet. Uh, basically planets that have not yet sort of uh, reached contact status. So like um, space travel status uh, are like sort of uh, restricted from people landing on and interfering in their culture and in their society. They're supposed yeah. to sort of develop to a certain point and then um, the elves decide, or the council I should say, decides that they are <laughs> well, like well, sort well. of <laughs> Freudian slip, uh, are sort of decide that they are ready for contact and sure. they begin the space travel. Uh, the like violation a- of that is what started the elf orc war. Okay. Mm, Interesting. I don't want to commit. So you do know that there is a large population of orcs as well as dragon folk on Dracona. It's possible then that we could ask if we got in touch with the orcs, they could help us get on Dracona, or vice versa. True. Yeah. Um, but like like going to them to entreat to them and their their history. Um, man, this is, this is, this is tricky. Uh, whoop. So yeah, you do have three ships. You can send people out on these missions that you can't do yeah, yourself. Yeah, but I want to go to all Just, of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And there are chances that you might be able to do more than one of these things, but I will say peeking behind the screen that um, actions will take place based on which one of these things you do in what order. Consequences. Delicious. Okay. Um, well, team, uh, a brief, <laughs> a brief huddle, if, yeah. if we may. <laughs> yeah, here's, here's what I would propose, mm-hmm. um, just sort of hearing all that and, and hearing all the opinions of the parties involved. I think the three of us should go to the creature system, see if we can't find Shale and get a hold of the gobbler. I think, uh... Cass and Cass should go to uh, Draco- Dracona, Draconia, Dracona, uh, on an intel mission, and I think Reg and Durgan should go to Dungeon One, see if they can't slow things down, maybe create a distraction, pull their forces away from trying to find the sphere, and then hopefully we can meet them there. Yeah, I'm no, I, I I like that a lot. The only one the only one that's tricky is the dungeon one because I feel like um I feel like that one is a little more sensitive um Can we than the other ones. See on the map how far the creature system is from dungeon one? 
Um, yeah, so y'all can take a look at that um, galaxy map that I handed you out yeah. earlier. Um, and uh, people listening, this will be up on our... I think it is already up on our Twitter. Um, but we'll put it on Instagram, too, so you can look along at this map with us. But you will see, as I am also scrolling, <laughs> that the um, human system is pretty much, like, off by itself. Uh, but the creature system is uh, uh, kind of on the same side of the galaxy, at least as both the Fey and the Hard system. Um, the Far system, which I suppose you don't really have any objectives to get to, uh, but you do know that there is quite a few like conflicts there as well, is off on the very like far side of the galaxy, <laughs> far system. Um, of course, the space between all of these places is just unfathomable, uh, yeah. but traveling with the gates, it becomes possible. I would actually... The the only edit I would make to Xandar's plan is having Cass and Cass go to the hard system first because it's closest to see if they can get the sphere because Cass yeah. Cross knows about the Lords of Pleasure. Yeah. And I think that was the other edit that I was going to make too, kind of hearing, hearing y'all's opinions is that maybe we take the full fight to Dungeon One, the three of us and Durgan and Reg, and we mm. try to stir up enough trouble that maybe retrieving the orb might be a little easier for Cass and Cass to take care of. And then that's all the that's, people we have at our disposal, right? I mean, Donnie's not coming out. Hestia's not coming out. Uh, Hestia's not going to leave the tree. Donnie can join a crew. Um, but as far as, like, captains go, it would be um, probably Xandar... Uh, Cassiopeia and Durgan. All right, so here's what I'm thinking, right? I to yes and, uh, um, what's your name, Sandark? Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so yeah, and I think like having Hestia and Donnie do research on the Void Dragon would probably be the best way to use their skills. I agree with you that um, using Cass's sort of like I think Cassandra Cross is known for her stealth and thievery and like yeah they held it down in the root system for a while yeah so i think like i think i think they'd be able to handle like sneakily getting the orb while we put on a full force attack uh uh, on dungeon one Mm -hmm. i i think that's a great idea yeah and i want to go get shale because if we're going to be in a fight, I want yeah. our friend. But yeah. I, I, it would be, it would be, it, it's not like a, it's not like a, we'll swing by the creature system on our yeah. way to, on uh, our way I'm, to. Yeah. Another proposal is that because Red Reggie is such a good pilot, he might be able to handle the, the asteroids that are surrounding the gobbler um, and be able to get to shale more quickly. Oh, I see. So we go start the diversion. They go get our friends, bring them back Mm -hmm. because they're the best pilot in the void. Mm -hmm. Um, While we are trying to um, talk to your birth parents. That's not fun. I think, yeah, I think that's a good plan. I think the three of us go fight Dungeon One. Reg and Durgan go try to save our crewmates and maybe the gobbler while they're there. Who knows what they'll be running into. Affirmative. The Casses go to the hard system to get the orb, mm-hmm. and Donnie and Hestia keep looking into this Draconia and the Zodan Abyss and all this uh, 
dragon nonsense. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then we just need to determine ships. Uh, which nice. one's so the just like a stealthiest, little, the fastest, yeah, and the strongest? The fastest and like the hardest hitter would be the decision maker. The decision maker is sort of like an outfitted like a warship, but has like the frame of like a regular kind of passenger ship. Um, the Corsair boasts the AI that will give you all a little bit more flexibility in things like um, combat situations. And um, the uh, Dibs has a bit more of a protection, uh, a, a harder, it's hardier of the uh, three. It's, it's, it is the most hardy. Mm-hmm. Well, Durgan and Red should stay with the Dibs. Yeah. Affirmative. Yeah, that's if the ship that they know the best. And presumably, I, well, I guess I can ask this. The Gobbler is, does the Gobbler have a pilot? It had to at some point. The Gobbler is piloted by, like, a community of dwarves. Oh, uh, it, nice. This is a... It is the largest ship ever built. Oh, we need that, baby. Um, well, and that works out because because if they can rescue the ship, um, then one of the Durgan or Reg could help them come back while the other brings Shale to us mm. and helps us fight on Dungeon 1. Yeah. Perhaps, if that's what they decide to do. I trust them in terms of their decision-making. <laughs> and, and although I like the sound of the hard-hitting decision-maker, maybe we take the Corsair to avoid sticking cast with that. Uh-huh. Affirmative. I agree. And then we can work um, on teaching Orion how to be a person. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Actually, maybe we send Durgan and Ridge with the decision maker if they need to hit hard. Because the other two are on a stealth mission anyway. Yeah. Mm. So maybe they take the second dibs and then we take the Corsair. Yep. Yep. Okay. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's the sound of strategy, baby. Plus, we got to show Orion the ropes with a good old fashioned fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Durgan and Ridge on the decision maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have the casses on the dibs. Yep, mm-hmm. correct. And <laughs> this is so funny. I have uh, our crew on the Corsair, fabulous. And um, Hestia offers Donnie up to you. Um, says that she doesn't foresee him being extremely helpful in her research. Um, so if you want to take him as a liaison to the council, you can. Otherwise, she'll find some use for him. Would you yeah. like to come? Um, yeah. You see that Donnie looks kind of like taken aback by Hestia saying that and says, if Hestia thinks that is where I'll be most useful, I'll come with you. That is technically an answer to the question I asked. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember you getting in too many fights, but I do seem to recall one scrap where you kind of kicked our asses. So, uh, <laughs> Affirmative. I think you might prove yourself more useful than you're giving yourself credit for. I can fend for myself. Affirmative. And if we are to be fighting against technology, as I believe we will be, it may be useful to have your expertise with us. Then it's settled. Um, you can, uh, we did it. everyone, roll some insights on what you just did. <laughs> okay. Okay. 18. I'm using my point of inspiration because I want. Okay. <laughs> because they expire. That's true. 
Um, which brings me up to a 16. And I okay. got a 15. 15. Right I got a 15. Yeah, then all of you will know um, that not everybody is super pleased with these assignments. <laughs> 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 but none of them are complaining. Um, but I think it's just sort of that thing where you have not been around your friends for a long time and you're not like completely sure how their relationships have changed. Uh, but you see like Durgan and Reggie were like seated as far away from each other as possible and like still like kind of get up and like stiffly like walk out without speaking to each other. Um, you see like Cass and Cass sort of like awkwardly smile at each other and <gasps> sort of like, well, all right, let's juicy drama. Let's do this. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, you can just tell that the people that you've paired up with each other are wow. like, they were probably thinking in their mind, as long as I don't end up with that person. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> they should have said something. We're all adults and this is war. We need to yeah. be openly communicating yeah. about our feelings. Right. And none of them have raised a, com- a-, a complaint. They, you, this is just what you're picking up on as well, the vibe. You know what? Yeesh. I can't to be a fly on those walls. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> Healthy communication wins wars. When you tell the truth, <laughs> you win. You win wars. <laughs> you win wars. <laughs> um, so before we blast off into space unknown, is there anything else you do on Fate Crossing? Um, I would like to um, pull Donnie aside and ask him in private if he knows what happened to Sight. Uh, Roll persuasion. Okay. I should have saved my inspiration point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just a 12. All right. He'll um, combat. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He'll say, she didn't want me to tell you, um, Hestia, because um, she didn't want you distracted. But Ezekiel took sight and left you a message. Oh, do you have the message? Yeah, I was supposed to get rid of it, but I didn't. Ami pulls it out. Um, it's um, a way to contact him in case you woke up. Interesting. Okay. Um, I will take. It's, I am. Is it like a business card? Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a. It's like a. So similar to that credit shit that you found like very early in this game. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of this like glass card. Um. That seems to be like registered to you. Cool. Um. I will all ask Donnie. Um, he cannot trace me with this, correct? Until it I. It could be dangerous. I'm not going to lie, but I just thought you should make the call. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm going to go make sure the ship's ready to go. Thanks. Um, I will turn to my friends and go, ooh, ooh. And I'll, 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 I'll hold it up. Um, I'm going to, I'll, I'll actually go over to Rain um, and ask, um, earlier, Hestia was able to make sort of a protective bubble around her piece of technology. Would you be able to do a similar spell with this? Kind of. I guess I could. Could I put it in the rope space? Yeah, <laughs> or I, I guess it I could. It doesn't last it, too long. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I was going to say is like, I could put it in a tiny hut, but it uh, yeah, it would last for... Maybe what? Uh, da, da, da. Let me pull it up. It would well, last and, for and just, eight uh, hours. To assist, the card itself is not what is dangerous. It's um, attempting to contact oh, is what is dangerous. Sure. Sure, the card sure. itself is just a card. Okay, great. Um, well, then I'm going to take the card. I think this may be useful in the future. If we were yeah. to ever need a diversion, it's possible that he would come if I called. True. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's that's a you know keep that in your back pocket but obviously we all check in with each other before we do any big moves yeah look at everybody Xander's like hey, hey, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I'll yeah. Um, really quickly before we go, I just want to double check um, to make sure that my watch was cleaned properly. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, uh, roll investigation. That's a uh, 16. Yeah, with a 16, it, it looks clear to you, uh, but you're not sure what the extent of the um, infection was. Um, but from mm. what you can tell, it seems clear. I don't like the sound of that. It's a 16, baby. It's a 16. <laughs> Damn. Um, okay. Well, I trust these people, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Okay. And before Xandar leaves, I'd like to take a moment to selfishly check in about if the Clipper is still around and if it is, which one of these ships it might still be in. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We'll say that they load your Clipper in. That's not something that they're going to try to keep from you. <laughs> or like, be like, <laughs> it's still here. Yeah, yeah, your clipper's still there. Absolutely. It's definitely been used. Like, Red Reggie certainly used it. It was on the decision maker. Um, They loaded into the back of the uh, Corsair. Um, As they do, uh, Red Reggie walks past you. It's like, kept it warm for you. Yeah, you better not have adjusted the damn seat. (laughs) Oh, you don't want to know what Red Reggie did to that seat. Red Reggie made that seat like Red Reggie's wife. (laughs) He's married? uh, Weirdly threatening. (laughs) (laughs) It's got my stank all up on it. It seems like you're proud of having a chair for a wife. (laughs) Red Reggie loves chairs. Red Reggie doesn't give a fuck about anything else. Well, it's good to have something. Uh, Yeah, I suppose some (laughs) things do change. (laughs) Yuck. Damn, I can't seem to be connecting with anybody around here. (laughs) Um, you see crews being loaded into all three of these ships. Uh, a small crew sort of lines up in front of the Corsair. Uh, these are mostly just people to help you kind of like run this ship. The Corsair requires a lot less people because of Orion. Um, but you just see like a line of people reporting for duty. You're not sure who put this crew together, who these people are, uh, but they're standing there um, ready to like sort of load onto the ship. Stand tall, y'all. State your names and ranks. Yeah, that's right. What are their names? (laughs) My name is Captain Radnacks. (laughs) And they go down and they do name themselves. Um, Give me, Rain, a perception check. Okay. That is a 13. Um, You notice that one of these people, this is Mm -hmm. a... Um, looks like a half elf um, who says that they are the communications officer. Uh-huh. Um, as uh, Xander has them identify themselves, they identify themselves as uh, Tanya Beeman. Uh, thank you, Zelda S, for the name. Nice. Um, you say like after she says that, she gives you like a little wink. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was about to use a detect magic on her or something, but I think I, yeah, I give her She's going to get that scoop. <laughs> yep. Yep. Cool. I give a wink um, You all head out. Um, the ship begins to taxi out of the uh, tree. Uh, you all have spent a lot of time on Fake Crossing, um, and you are now leaving it into a unknown war zone. Um, the crew like sort of like starts to get adjusted. You see Orion is like 
in the way, like absolutely just like in the way, like, and they're not completely sure. Like uh, they weren't briefed that there was an AI on this ship. They're kind of confused about how they're supposed to use it. You can tell that that's probably going to be an issue of some sort that you're going to have to deal with. Um, But there it is. As you all, I kind of walk the Corsair. Um, You say your goodbyes to the other people as they go off on their mission. Um, And as you all settle in, Rain, you get a call from Eos. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, important call, and I try to find a quiet place to take the call. Um, yeah. Rain? Eos, oh my god, it, I... Oh my god. How are you doing? It's true, you're awake. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm just very happy to be here, um... We I'm didn't. on Olympia. I, I'm so worried about you. Are you okay? Where are you? And you hear like the line is like getting like super staticky. Oh shoot! I already broke the rules. Aos, I, I I can't really talk right now. It's it's really dangerous to talk with you. Rain, I can't hear you. Rain, and um, she sort of like cuts out. And then um, you hear on the line, "Hey Scout, are you calling my ex?" No, your ex called me. Oh, my God. We have a lot to catch up on, don't we? And that's where we'll stop. Yes! Lesbians in space. (laughs) Book two. Book two. Book two. Lesbians in space. space. (laughs) Fabulous job, everyone. Wow, I love this show. (laughs) (laughs) And if people love this show as well, where can they find us? You can find us on the internet. Uh, You can find us across social media platforms, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website at the pod has been cast and you can tweet us on twitter and follow us on tiktok at the PHB cast and you can use all of those social media platforms to tell your friends how much you like us uh mm-hmm. word of mouth is really helpful for uh, little podcasts like ourselves um and we want to meet your cool friends so uh bring them on over carlos is there anyone cool we need to be saying thank you to this week yeah, there's a couple of people. I, I think this is more of a general thank you because like I, I have a couple of thoughts. The first is like the people that have been interacting with us on social media have been just an absolute delight. And even though even though we may not have all of your your names or anything like that to shout out on the show, um, we appreciate the interaction. We appreciate that you love our show. Um, and we look forward to making more, which is the second thing. Um, special thank you to the people who are, um, we started doing like different tiers on Patreon and, um, folks who've joined in at $5 have been bumping their, you know, their, their pledge up to 10. And, um, really that helps out a ton. You know, we, we're able to do more content, extra stuff with extra hands on deck. So, um, we're hoping to get more stuff out to you all. Um, and yeah, just thank you all so much for being, for being great. Yeah. Shout out, shout out to David who we brought on to edit our yeah. cast party yes. episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. David. You, David, uh, David has been editing cast party. David is part of the, part of the fucking crew. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you, David. Yeah, you might remember him as Cosmo Crash. Cosmo Crash. <laughs> who? I don't know. Maybe we'll see Cal- Cosmo I was going to say one. he might mm, come back. Maybe. Who knows? Um, there's only one thing I absolutely know, and that is the love, the undying gratitude I have in my heart for the whole oh, of oh, patrons. patrons. 
our Patreoniverse has expanded a bit this week. We have some new nude marble statues to add to our Coliseum uh, erected in dedication of this podcast. I'm talking about the beautiful sculptures of Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly. They join the likes of Patreons like Jonathan Yatsky, Arlo Howard, Carl O'Scatlin, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squire, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zachary S. Zimball, Time Turner, Aaron Silick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S. Rhea Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother, Juan. Thank you, Patreons. Thank you. This has been a huge week for, hmm. for patrons and for Patreon. Um, if you're not there, hop on over. You can check out our bonus show, Cast Party. Mm-hmm. You can check out some of the other uh, weird little projects that we're doing. And we're going to do more. Oh, you yeah. Know, we're oh, gonna we just Pokemon came up again. with a really yeah. great idea for a new one. I don't yeah. know if we want to spoil it yet. But Combining Robertson two things I love most in the world. It's, it's a big one. <laughs> and uh, speaking of things Robert is sitting on, let's head on over to Robert's Corner. Uh, yeah, I'll give you guys another weird uh, internet YouTube uh, deep dive this week. There's a channel I discovered called Shai, S-H-I-E-Y, which is a, a European dude who like goes all over Europe and explores like found and abandoned spaces. And cool. it's just really, really interesting. Uh, so yeah, wow. check that out if you've uh, if you're into that kind of thing. Love it. Gorgeous. All right, guys. Okay. Get the fuck out of my house. Okay. All right. I'll close bye. the door. Bye. Thank you. Bye.